0: And now, Hangar 56 Media presents Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. Here we are, Wednesday, February 1st. Well, for us, Monday, for you, it's the 3rd. How are you guys? Hope you're doing well. Hope your winter's going okay. East Coast got a lot of snow. We're getting a little rain. I was just telling Zuckerman a moment ago, uh, my Monday started off by reaching up for some sneakers and cutting the hell out of my thumb, (laughs) get a paper cut, split it open. (laughs) You know what I did this time, Zuckerman? And maybe, you know, you're in this whole world of personal injury and everything else. This was a personal injury of the highest. You know, it it felt like a a razor just cutting, bisecting the end of my thumb, which paper cut, I know. But I had to make the kids breakfast. I'm You know, I'm bleeding all over the place. And I remember somewhere in my travel seeing skin glue. Do you know what skin glue is? Yes,
1: it's basically super glue for your skin.
0: Uh Aha! That's what I thought. I don't own skin glue, but I have super glue. So I went into the garage and I super glued the... Look at the end of my thumb right there. You you solved your problem. (laughs) Well, here's the problem. <laughs> Super glue doesn't dry as quickly on your skin as you think it does. It took like 15 minutes, and I had hairs and then napkins. I was making ah. the kids bagels this morning because I had to get them out ready for school. Erica was out this morning. So uh, it's already been that day, and then I get in this, this the Ferrari Romer, which is uh, – Oh, I
1: said that like a Bostonian. You, you said that like, or like a Long Islander. The Shop- Ferrari Roma, Roma, the shopping plaza. Florida. Yeah, we had some
0: beers. We got in the Roma. You know, and we where, got into it's a the nice shopping car. plaza. I like it. Florida. I like it. But who do you think you are driving something like that? That's uh, Spike. That's my inner dialogue from where I came from. Get into the Roma, which we can talk about now if you like. And uh, nothing's working in that electronically. I plug my. I mean. I, I, there's a whole story about the Roma okay this car is hilarious and i I've got to talk to Ferrari PR because I think it's a pre-production model I would and I know it's a European model but there's a host of things that aren't quite working yet which you can't blame them for if it's pre-production then it doesn't quite matter and then there's a host of just amazing things going on in this car that are that are really uh, lovely about it but this morning uh I plugged in my phone and, and nothing happened. It just said, and this is a forty two hundred dollar option, Apple CarPlay. It just said Apple CarPlay. The words Apple CarPlay, and nothing else. <laughs> On you, two you, screens. You should have <laughs> sung
1: Lady Gaga, Bad Romance, <laughs> rah rah, Roma Roma, ba, 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 ba. so Bad that romance. was that was disappointing.
0: Um, but I think, it's, and then it started raining, and you know that's it's, We're just going to have one of those Mondays. But whatever, we're live. We're not dead. We don't have this stupid virus. You're not dead? No, not yet. I feel like I could go. I also don't feel that worried. People keep asking me if I've got the vaccine yet. I'm haven't. i I'm not in any rush. I'll, I'll get it. <laughs> I'm not afraid of it. I'm in a rush. I'm not going to pull any strings or do
1: anything else to
0: get it. I get the feeling it'll find me
1: on a street corner. And they have leftover vaccine at the end of the day. They, they can't you, put it back I in just the not fridge. Say
0: I'm not overheated
1: to chase it down. I chased it down. I got it. What I did got the do? leftover. Did you, you waited for some leftovers? Yes, I did. How did you do that? Because you find out where the leftovers are going to be. Okay, you know, Inform me, on how did you did how you did that? Okay, before <laughs> before they opened it to sixty five yeah. and over at the vaccination centers, they I know how had it works, lots yes. of leftover. At the so end you went and waited in line at Dodger Stadium, is that what you did? No, I didn't go to Dodger Stadium, I went to another place, and I got my <clears throat> vaccine. So I can describe the procedure to you. They Okay, what part of the balls did they shoot you up in? I wish. <laughs> that, that, this is an illegal vaccine you
0: got, Zuckerman. It's not illegal. No, I know the procedure. I am saying I'm not going to do that. I'm not doing any of
1: that. What, you would rather have them throw it away?
0: No, they, they there are plenty of people lining up to get these things and waiting five hours. I don't feel like waiting five hours at 630 at Dodger Stadium. Have I'm you not looked do at that. the
1: statistics? L.A. County has an 83% vaccination rate per day. In other words, they 83% of the people that are supposed to get it, get it. So they use most of the juice up. There are other counties south of us. Fifty percent. Right. right, right, right. They don't. They don't believe. That would in be it. Orange County. Not well, <laughs> if you're not mistaken, you are correct. In Trump fact, you live. could you could go there and get as many shots in your balls as you like.
0: Well. Again, I'm not going to chase it down. I feel comfortable just... I, I've been sailing since this thing began and doing everything, you know, the right way. And I fine. You know, fine. This,
1: this... I hope for your sake, this isn't like when you say, I haven't gotten a ticket in two years, and then you go out it's, and get a ticket. Now it's been
0: like three years, dude. It's a long
1: time. Yeah. I've been thinking about that,
0: too. You know, we had the Pot Brothers uh, uh, at Law on about, you know, Shut the Fuck Up and the rest of it. They were great. Very well-received show. <laughs> um, but... Um, you know, there's no court anymore. You know, I I have I think I've got this pending speeding ticket. So whenever I got that GT2 RS ticket, it's been at least a year now since then, and and there's no like I have not communicated with my lawyer about it in at least six or seven months. It, I t- when I talked to him, he was just like, nothing's going to happen. So what? So if they is there a statute of limitations on when that ha- there has to be a
1: trial, or they just dismiss that? Well, there is in a way. It, it, all criminal or infraction matters have to be reasonably prompt. Nothing's happening in, in a reasonably prompt manner. Right. Uh, but there are certain emergency statutes of repose, which basically put things on repose. hold. What I would suggest to you is go to the DMV website. You can set up your own um log in and then you can look at your driver's license and see what you got going on, on that i've thing. done that I, I i know how to do that okay but it and what says it say?
0: trial date postpone trial date postponed. trial date postponed. well date.
1: hopefully it just goes through. it just disappears <laughs> like that it's gone <laughs> that
0: was that glorious day that i raced a guy in a souped up uh i, fire. I remember, remember that? raptor yeah he and i on wilshire and i was in the gt2 rs we, a both, raptor, uh, we both lost on that day, Zuckerman, because we both went through the same radar trap. <laughs> you guys know each other? <laughs> I wish I had known the script at that point. I've given you do, the script, basically. Do you guys basically. know each other? <laughs> that was the lead question. And I answered every question, and I still got a very precise a precisely written bad ticket that I was lucky I hired a lawyer for because that was going to go on my license. And what would I do then with a point?
1: Remember the cop who came up to my window and said he was so angry at me?
0: What's your deal? And I didn't didn't say anything. You know the first thing to say. Go fuck yourself? Yeah, why'd you pull me over?
1: Yeah. I'm not going to tell you about my day. And that's what he said to me. I said, I don't know how to answer your question. Why did you, o- you pull me over? He said, you were driving like an asshole. I said, well, give me a ticket for that. I don't know what that vehicle code section is, but when you figure <laughs> it out, give me a ticket for that, and then get your supervisor here so we can discuss how you treat the public. Hey, fellas.
0: We're in the middle of uh, winter, and the storms are brewing. It looks like one to three inches are in the forecast when you trim that hibernation hair that's taking place in your pants. Uh, Luckily, our partners at Manscaped, you like this ad, Zuckerman, you're laughing. Specialized in products to make sure you're walking around town with beautiful snowballs. You know, uh, uh, they have all sorts of talking points here at Manscaped, but as you know, I'm a massive fan. They recently reached out to both of us, Zuckerman, and said, do you want another round of stuff? I responded with a big Y-E-S, all caps. They sent me, uh, I was thinking as I was trimming my nails with the Manscaped nail trimmer, it's another precise instrument. It's billeted steel with holes in it, kind of like the drilled Porsche 911 handles, and I loved it. And now, Sunday nights, I'm looking forward to trimming my nails, Zuckerman. What kind of maniac have I turned into? Old
1: man maniac. Old man, enjoy <laughs> it while you still can, because soon you won't be able to see or bend over. I can't
0: and- quite see any of it, but the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 has a light on it. I'm telling you, my self-grooming day on Sundays prepares me for the week psychologically and emotionally during this pandemic. And I thank Manscaped for that. You've got to get some of their stuff and you can get 20% off and free shipping using the code Spike911 at Manscaped.com. Spike911 at Manscaped.com. I'm telling you, like I tell my kids, Sunday is the day to take care of your personal grooming and you need everything Manscaped has because it doesn't hurt you like the sneaker box cut my thumb. Spike 911 is the code, 20%
1: off, free shipping at manscaped.com. Let's when talk do about you this go, Ferrari When Roma. do you go to Fu Manchu stage in your life? With, what does that mean? With the long curling nails and the long hair all over your balls. I think about that often. I think that's like late
0: 80s and early 90s. <laughs> that's what I call the Dick Van Dyke scale. <laughs> yes. Our <laughs> beloved friend Dick Van Dyke. Uh, yeah, right around then, I think, is where the, the Lululemon pants get dirty and you're walking around a little unkempt. And, and I believe, like you very accurately just pointed out, this has to do with how well you see, because I, I know with me, as my eyes start to run, I go, well, if I can't see it, why do I care? Right. That's a very bad
1: formula to follow, right? Because eventually you can't see anything, so why do you care about anything? And that's what happens. And then right. you have nose hair like tusks. You have the ear hairs yes. like earmuffs. And then you've got your, your ooh your dick skin or fingernails. Ugh. Dick skin. Dick skin. Your skin does not grow longer there. But however, dick skinners. I
0: thought about this before I married my wife. I thought if I marry someone like nine or ten years younger than me, when I'm decrepit, she'll only be kind of decrepit, and she can care for me. Ah, the, and so the Anna is now nine years younger than me.
1: It uh, looks better. It's hell, it's much better shape than I'm in. You should have taken a little further to the Anna Nicole Smith, and Mr. Marshall <laughs> paradigm. The 70-year age difference. What
0: I had not anticipated is she has no desire in any way to take care of me at all. Yeah, anywhere ever. near
1: any of that shit.
0: No. Uh, no, it's the opposite. She's, uh, she's a prison guard. She's going to be the, uh, like, remember that uh, the physicist in the wheelchair, Stephen Hawking? Yes. Remember he married his eighth wife and she yes. pushed him into the sun as a punishment? Yes. And, and left him in the hot sun. That's what Eric is going to do to me. And rightfully so. I probably deserve that moment. Oh, And at she least. said she's looking forward to it. When I'm decrepit and I can't talk, she's going to push my wheelchair into the sun. Like a potted
1: plant. Yeah, to and just get her leave her revenge
0: there. for living with me. And I you know, I can't quite blame her for that. Let's talk about the Ferrari Roma, twenty twenty one Ferrari Roma in Blue Sarah. Try not to, to hum <laughs> under me, Zuckerman. <laughs> I just want to... God damn it. It's like being with a
1: toddler. <laughs> what is that? That's Bad Romance by Lady Gaga. When I think of the Ferrari Roma, I think of her singing. Rah, Ra, Roma, Roma. Ra, rah, Roma, Roma. Rah, rah, Roma, Roma. Uh, front
0: engine, rear wheel drive, two plus two, passenger two-door coupe. Uh, base price. $222,622. Uh, How do you can... <laughs> Do you shut up? <laughs> <laughs> Twin turbocharged, intercooled, 32-valve V8 aluminum block heads, direct fuel injection, 612 horsepower Z, 561 foot-pounds of torque. Now they have an eight-speed dual-clutch automatic transi- transmission. Um, wheelbase is long curb weight, 3,600 pounds, 0-60, mm-hmm. 3.1. 100 miles an hour, 6.8 seconds, top speed, 200, just shy, and 19 miles to the gallon. Wow. Now, here we are with it. And I've had it for, you know, Ferrari, it's a Ferrari, so you only get it for a few days. You know, I was out at the Cars and Coffee with Matt Ferry yesterday, and after my first real drive going to Matt... He's, you know, and Lieberman loves this car, and I love the way it drives, and Matt loves the way it really drives well, and it's, and we'll talk about that in a second. Where I was having trouble was I couldn't control any any music I was listening to. I couldn't figure out where to do it because this whole thing has this new electric interface, so it's got the big iPad jammed in there. Uh, gone is the start button that is a big push button that you can push in and out, and now it's a flat panel. With no uh, tactile response or sound response, so you're not sure you're hitting it. But the start very interesting, and the stop works fine. You're controlling your climate on the iPad, which is a little frustrating. Um, and you know, uh, at the time, I had one of the USB ports blocked, and I couldn't see it down there, so I was plugged into the other one, so Apple CarPlay wasn't coming up. <laughs> so I had nothing essentially. I was flying blind down the PCH to Cars and Coffee. And when I say that, I like to have ways open because people are nice enough to mark where the speed traps are and then I Coppers. Yeah, I don't get the speed. And also I like to listen to the Beatles on Sunday morning. It's my it's my music. <clears throat> and when I'm in a Ferrari and the, the the windows are down, it's loud. So the music is loud, but when I get to the stop light and I'm next to everybody else, I don't want to make a lot of noise, so I try to turn it down and I'm having to use this iPad to do that. the slide and you press a button, you have to hit it twice and It's not working right, okay? None of that stuff, and this might be a pre-production model. It was frustrating. It wasn't impossible. It was just frustrating, and I I take that drive so I don't feel frustrated. Anyway, I got to the Cars and Coffee, which is, you know, now, you know, Jay called and goes, let's just meet at 11 there, and I called Farrah, and I told you, Mm and you didn't show, but, you know, we don't care if there's no crowd there. (laughs) The Cars and Coffee time at Bill's is 11 a.m. now. When they open up the lots, we're going for coffee there. Like any other fucking customer, we're going to go get coffee there. And if everybody else wants to show up at 11 o'clock, then fine. And Jay pointed out, he goes, hey, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not sure why are we getting up. It's the crack of dawn for a car show. I mean, this is nice. You know, you get to sleep in. You get to work in the cars. A little, a little, you can take a nice drive around here. So you know, 11 o'clock, 11 o'clock. And he's right.
1: Do Jerry, saying that he doesn't need to sleep because I don't he
0: doesn't know why he's hanging with Jay. Have you seen his mask, Spike? He doesn't even know how to put a mask on. He's gonna kill all of you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't sleep. I meditate. <laughs> What's that? He doesn't sleep because he meditates I can be up at the crack of dawn I can work for
0: seven days straight Doing my (laughs) transcendental meditation I'm meditating right now Jay's gotta kill you Ah Jerry doesn't know what he's talking about You know you have a cheeseburger Eat a cheeseburger You're gonna be fine every day The teacher says eat an apple I say eat a
1: cheeseburger
0: Anyway Jay I
1: don't know what I'm talking about
0: (laughs) It was fun, it was nice There were like eight cars there but it was me and Matt and a couple of other folks, and it was nice. And some, you know, some listeners and stuff. It was actually Zuckerman. It was back to the Normal. old days, and it was it who was super cool. Who had the Hemi? That was Jay. Oh, really? Oh, no, no, that was a different guy. The four four two, yeah, the olds, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know who that guy was, but that car was just delightful. And what did Jay drive? Uh, he drove the Root and Tootin uh, Dodge Challenger. Right. Yes. We call it Road and Track Edition. That car was beautiful too, with a tangerine orange, and uh, it, yeah. you know, an amazing thing. <clears throat> we were saying that's a New Jersey luxury car. Is exactly. What that is.
1: <clears throat> anyway,
0: I got there and I was frustrated as hell. Everybody's loving the car. I mean, you're looking at the car right now; it's beautiful, Gorgeous. right? And you know, it's nicely sized. I, I really do love the
1: car. They nailed it. I know you're not supposed to compare it to their previous entry car, the California, but it's so much better looking. But it's
0: not. I mean, the the Portofino is below it. It, It's a new model unto itself. That's what this car
1: is. And I love that front end, and I love that the front end looks delicate and looks like something you could crumple that's very uh, vintage (laughs) Ferrari-ish.
0: Yeah, it's got a painted grille. But back to the electronic interface, all right? You know, the last versions of the the Ferrari infotainment was great. Everything worked. It was small, and it was hard to deal with this one's not and i said to matt i go how do i control anything and he, he's like well you know you look in the manual if you go back behind the steering wheel you'll find oh, all those brother. radio controls and i'm like I, and i said look you know more than most i don't like to, i like to try to figure stuff out like a customer when i sit in a car i don't think i should have to crack a book to control the volume And he laughs. He goes, well, you know, it happened to me when we got in the car right before I made the video. He goes, I couldn't control any of the seat controls. And I was just about to do the video without knowing how to do it until they pointed out all the seat controls are on the iPad. And the same thing happened to me. So we were laughing. I go, there's a bit. You know, it's nice that Ferrari has updated all of this stuff and made it electronic. The downside is there's a scavenger hunt in the first week of your ownership. (laughs) I think that's all. I'm not done. It's just a scavenger hunt. That's okay. And once you get it, you get it. And then some of the little, uh, you know, uh, flaws that are going on now, because this is a pre-production model car that's been hooned. Um, But once it goes, it goes. So you know, then I then I plugged in the Apple CarPlay, found the right USB. I've got Waze right in front of me there. It was beautiful. The music was great. And I finally had all of my controls, and I could enjoy uh, driving the car. Now driving the car.
1: May I you, please make a comment?
0: Well, in a minute, oh, okay. I'm reviewing the car when I when I'm driving mm-hmm. the car, and you're looking down the hood, Zuckerman. Mm-hmm. It is
1: GTC
0: slash. Four. Correct. Did you
1: ever drive my car? Yes, I see it on the front end right there. Absolutely, 100%. The whole rake of the, the windshield, the whole rake of the hood, very much. Daytona GTC4. It's
0: GTC4, though, specific. Like, the, the way they shape
1: that front hood, the fenders
0: and the center. 100%. This, that's the second i I've had that was GTC4. When I first drove it, it has this nice, like, kind of light engine uh sound, but it the front end goes up when you accelerate in the same way the GTC four did. Oh, old But school. not in an unstable way. In a kind of uh display in a, of power. In a vintage design cue that kind of takes you back to the original car. All really, very good. Really interesting to have something this new that has a vintage design cue, right? Um we took it out to dinner For a Saturday night, so I threw the kids in the back, and now we've got 12 and 10, and they're starting to get tall. There was a funny moment when you open the uh, passenger side seat to let someone in the back. It will uh, go all the way forward and then go all the way back, okay? So James jumped into the back, into those tiny little jump seats, and left the front passenger seat tipped forward. What we didn't know is James had, Jack had moved that seat all the way back. So when <laughs> she closed it, it started to crush his legs. And he awesome. screamed. He went, ah! And we were like, my God, what? He goes, my legs! She started screaming. Um, we almost had a nice lawsuit for you mm-hmm. with Ferrari. But, of course, he was t- he's 10. He was exaggerating. He was fine. And then we went off listening to music in the, uh, in the car in a Ferrari. Went out to dinner. It was great. Where did you go? Uh, Toscana. And you ate outside? We ate outside in Parkas in the wind for Jack's 13th birthday. Wow, that
1: kid is old.
0: He's a man.
1: He's according to the Jews, he's a man.
0: They kids couldn't have cared less about the restaurant, but Eric and I were like in Disneyland. What is
1: this? They bring us
0: food. This is right. fantastic.
1: I have to go back to something on the on this Ferrari. You're describing the raw made, You're describing the interface. Yes, I think Porsche handled it in the 992 better. They really worked hard to integrate tactile switches into the package of modern electronics and i appreciate that and i like that do you see the difference in approach here ferrison the 992 look
0: here's how i would put it ferrari's not there yet they're going to learn the lesson the hard way And and Porsche was in the same place when they, you know, back when they were like, we don't want to put Bluetooth in a 911 because we feel like it will distract the driver. Right. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You better start connecting phones to your cars and making it perfect because that's where the world is going. And, you know, in a car like this. Ferrari, I would expect wireless CarPlay. I want to put my phone in there. I want everything to talk, and I don't want to have to go through what I've been going through. I want this to work effortlessly. I don't even want to have to plug in to the USB cord anymore. Do you hear what I'm saying? Uh, I hear you. And for $4,200, I definitely don't because they're making me pay for Apple CarPlay. And if they're going to make me pay for Apple CarPlay, I want zero frustration. I want the best of the best, the best system, which means I take my phone, I put it in the armrest, I close armrest, I
1: drive, everything turns on. They're not there yet. And I'll tell you, one of the problems is, have you, have you taken a look, say, at the, at the infotainment system of a 997 lately? Things move so fast. Technology moves so fast, that thing ha- looks as modern as an Apple Macintosh from the 80s right now. Yeah. This, uh, uh, this thing, how usable is it going to be in 10 years? It's going to look ridiculous, and it's just What's not, that? What what you have in the Roma. The Roma is going to be harder to use in 10 years. With that kind of technology, because technology so, yeah. moves so fast, it's better to have more tactile buttons and functions that continue to be relevant when the software goes out of date.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I do kind of miss some of those buttons. It's What I like about Ferrari is there's a bit of a, you know, especially for this car, it would have been nice to have some levers and some things in there. But, I mean, it's really all manufacturers. You want a wireless connection and that's it. Now, these are small complaints as to, you know, compared to how this damn thing drives. How How much would I like that car? You would like it if you like your Daytona. It's, you know, if you're a Ferrari guy who likes Daytona's GTC4s, this is definitely a car you want. <clears throat> in this color, here's, you know, here's a little thing that just happened. And again, I've only had it for a couple of days, but lots of people are like, that's very, very beautiful thing that you're driving. What is it? We have a nice conversation about it. Now everybody's a car person and sees the Ferrari badge. But I was just driving down the street on the way here, and I guess my wife passed me on the way going up the street. And she goes, oh, my God, is that you in that blue car?
1: Oh, ho, ho, ho.
0: I said, yeah. She goes, "Is that the car we were in?" I don't know how this is a, such a wife thing. Is that the car we were in Saturday night? <laughs> yes, that's the car we were in. It has not been. No, so it's another one. It's another no, one. Honey, it's another one. She goes, "That car is so beautiful." She goes, "It just looks so different than all the cars coming down the street." And she's right. She goes, "It really looks special and elegant and lovely." Would
1: she hate you less if you own that car?
0: It's rare that my wife will make a car comment at all, right? It's just so rare, so I pay attention to it when it happens. And here it is. It's, it's, it's got the Erica thumbs up. Really? Which that normally is for plugins only and environmental blah, blah, blah cars. But this, but she does like her BMW, and this she loves. On a, she loved. On she a scale of 1 to
1: 10, how much does she hate you on average?
0: On average? Yes. Nine.
1: <laughs> solid. That's a solid score. <laughs> but it's the same number of my lack of caring about that. It's also nine. Solid nine. So it's like zero. It's like, I
0: don't care. hate me as much as you want. The game's over. <laughs> <laughs> That's being married, right? Right. I'm just kidding. She doesn't listen to the podcast, I hope. Thank God. <clears throat> no, everything's cool. Um, let's talk about my sheets. where I'll be later on with my lady. My Sheets. Who doesn't love sleep? I'll tell you because uh, I'm a warm sleeper and I often wake up hot and sweaty, but not anymore thanks to the new bedding brand I just discovered. My Sheets rock. Their sheets keep you cool so you'll sleep better than ever. My Sheets Rock created the regulator sheets, which are uh, designed specifically to keep your hot sleepers cool and your cold sleepers comfortable. They regulate temperature, wick moisture, stay breathable, and are so soft you'll sleep comfortably every night. That's because sheets are made from the best-in-class bamboo rayon, the holy grail of sheeting. The holy grail of sheeting, <laughs> Zuckerman. I said sheeting. This miracle material transfers body heat times two more effectively than regular sheets and reduces humidity by 50%, so you can experience the best night's sleep. You want to hear my experience with them? They came last week. I put them on the bed, Zuckerman. The top sheet, the bottom sheet. I have such a funny life now. And, I, and the pillowcases, and I dove into these sheets and... Here's what I thought. Did you ever, were you ever in your backyard and you saw a rabbit's nest under the grass? And you know what I'm talking yes. about? And you lift it up, and it's that soft fur. Yes. Ra- this is this is what these sheets. This are is like. what
1: bamboo and rayon feels like, as opposed <laughs> to high thread count cotton. Yeah, yeah. No, they're amazing. They really are amazing. Um,
0: and I've had them now on my my uh, my bed for like the last week, and I sleep. Like Uh, a baby, you're in right away. If you don't believe me, their five star customer reviews speak for themselves. Plus, they offer a 90 day risk free trial and uh, free shipping and returns. So, check out MySheetsRock at MySheetsRock.com forward slash Spike and enter our code SPIKE. It's only Spike this time for 10% off and free shipping. Spike, 10% off free shipping. Trust me on this one. Another good one. You know what I'm going to do now, Sunday nights? I'm going to manscape on my sheets.
1: (laughs) And then urinate so it gets whipped away.
0: That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do that on both of them. Anyway, um... That's all I have about the Roma. Look, I love the Roma. Uh, Roma I love it. Roma, Roma. It's a nine out of a ten from Spike. I love this car. I just want Ferrari to make the electronic interface a little uh, easier to use, and I'm sure they're on their way to doing that. So there's my review of that car. I love it. I'd be happy to drive it for... Uh, I'd be happy to daily this car for a month. I still have the Lotus, but I'd be... You know, this would be good, but they're never going to let me do that. They're probably never going to let me have another one after this. Um... Let me tell you who's on the show this week. Zuckerman, speaking of Lotus. I'm gonna open my phone here. I forgot my code. There it is. Um, Zuckerman, I, I swear it's like <laughs> dealing with a fucking child. If you were on a real set, they would get they would kick you off this set. God, so but
1: kick me off the real set. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when the host is trying to, to get the business of the show out, you're playing
1: noises. And playing games. You're and-
0: fats. You are fats. Your fats are died. My my father and he's reincarnated in you. Not he's a inhabited- hummingbird.
1: <laughs> not a. He's not a hummingbird. <laughs> he's a skink. He's just low to the ground and loathsome <laughs> and vile. Yeah. <laughs> You know, we
0: had, uh, for Jack's birthday, he got this little drone. Um, I love the, this, the shit these kids know about. He's like, you know, the last drone I bought him, the wind blew and it would blow into the side of the house. And he's like, nope, this one's got a 4K camera. It's got a gyro and it, it's this. And and uh, satellite return. It can go up a mile. It can fly six this way. And it's the size of your hand. And I'm like, what is he talking about? But I buy him this little thing. And boy, it's... Uh, it's really fucking cool. I was like, God, this thing's amazing. It hooks up to your little iPhone. He flies it two miles away, flies it back, flies it at helicopters and stuff. And I said, take some shots of the uh, Ferrari in the drive. He took some shots of the Ferrari around and did a shot like, uh, you know how Sunroof Delete does right. on his Instagram feed? Um and I post some stuff, but it, but the hummingbirds attack it. That's the one thing you don't consider when you have one of these little
1: drones. And do you see the hummingbirds? Can they you come see?
0: right after it, yeah. We have a lot of hummingbirds in the neighborhood. So we were out in the canyons last night, both places. Like, it goes up and then suddenly, and then it's a battle of the hummingbirds. Do you think and the it's drone. good for the hummingbirds? I don't know, but it's really fun to watch hummingbirds battle a drone, because, you know, they're going to lose. <laughs> That's, this is not good for <laughs> Harming nature. <laughs> it's technically it's not me. It's Jack. But um, come on, battle uh, hummingbirds versus drones. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good th- entertainment to watch. I'd like it better if it was hawks versus drones. That'll happen.
1: Hawks and crows are also uh, flying okay, around it. Bring Jack over to uh, the the hills place because we have two. Oh yeah, two giant hawks that live right. Off of the pool.
0: You know, we could do a very beautiful shot of your house. We could fly over the highway and come to your house like that. Wow. Let's do that. And the footage is remarkable. It's really cool. Like, you know, it's professional grade kind of drone. You know, I'd put some of this stuff in a TV show. It's that good. Let's do it. That'll be fun. You know, he when would I w- love to fly off the end of your patio. That, that would be his dream. Get him, get him up there. I, right.
1: I remember when I was 12, we had those little balsa wood gliders we put together. <laughs> yes, that too. was our idea of a good time. The water rocket.
0: That right. You pumped up yeah. water
1: full, and it just went up, and yeah. that
0: was it. And then you had to kill things. Anyway, I guess this week, um, you know, we've been talking about Lotus. And Lotus, uh, look at those guys. They give, me, they give us a car for the month. And then now we're talking about them every week. They know what they're doing, these Lotus PR guys. They've completely hijacked our show. And we've kind of gone along willingly without even knowing we're being manipulated into promoting their brand constantly. Whoa. Anyway, the end of the line we talked about last week. The Evora GT is over, as are all the Lotus cars. And the new car, starting with the Type 131 is what they're calling it, is coming aboard. I... Was kind of pissed that they gave us this car for a month, and then at the end of the month announced that they are discontinuing it. They it's gave, an insult, Ferris. It's, it's an, an insult Magnus. to you. You
1: should take this the wrong way to you. And have too, an outburst. Zuckerman, have an outburst. It
0: was a spikes car radio car. Uh, uh, Leno got one, and then Magnus got one, and then they announced at the end of the month after we've promoted it, we're not even going to make it anymore. So uh, Fools. I told Lotus, uh, we're keeping ours as payment. They're cool with it. Um, and I also said, hey, I'm curious because these VORGTs are about 90, 90% finished. <laughs> and it, and it now you're saying you're not going to make them perfect like a 911. Um, you're not going to continue to evolve them to get rid of the problems. And they said, why don't you have on Gavin Kershaw? From Lotus uh, in England. He is our Attributes Director. Very British. I'm the Attributes Director. Uh, he tunes and tweaks the Lotus cars. He's uh, in charge of the future of Lotus. Or one of the guys in charge. But he knows everything that's going on. There are lots of things he could say. There are lots of things he could not say. But he was... Uh, but I chatted with him a couple days ago uh, this weekend. And we talked about why... Were you getting rid of the Avora GT and not finishing it? And his answers are really interesting, Zuckerman. And I, I went, Alright, okay. Cause I I like Lotus. I'm adding them to the brands that I enjoy. All right. I like Land Rover. I like Porsche. I like Ferrari. I like uh, I now like Lotus. I like this company. I'm rooting for them. I'm a McLaren fan, as you know. Um starting to become a bigger BMW fan. I would love to get some more of those BMW press cars. But uh, I have fond feelings of racing those things at Thermal, the M3s, the M4s. I like those. I like the way they, they were easy to handle. I like drifting those. Um, you know, I even like a little bit of Ford. I was hearing a lot of good stuff about the Ford mach from Leno and Matt Ferrer. So that, that had me an Anyway, Maquis Gavin Kershaw was a cool guy. I enjoyed chatting with him. He was a fun bloke. He's a guy you want to have a beer with in a pub. And here's my interview with him.
2: Gavin, how are you? What part of uh, merry old England are you in? Yeah, I'm in um, near Norwich, so I'm actually only five miles from the Hethel Base at
0: Lotus. Wow, there you go. Thank you for joining us this morning. You are the... Uh, it's quite a title. the Is it Director, Attributes, and Product Integrity? <laughs> Explain to us what <laughs> yeah, that, that's... They couldn't have just said the Vice President of Lotus or something?
2: No, it's obviously Lotus now is expanding, expanding. So the, the job portfolio as well. But in the automotive sector, you have, we call them attributes. So it's the way the car rides, steers, the noise it makes, the ergonomics. So as a director of attributes, you're making sure all of those are exactly how you want them to be, how you set the target. And product integrity is exactly what it says is that I sit between the engineers and also the customer and the sales team. So I'm really the voice of the customer, but also the voice of the engineers when they're developing things that they want that put forward as well. So, yeah, it's a great job, really. And Well,
0: this is great. I'm excited to talk to you because I've spent four weeks in the Avora GT, and I have so many questions. Um, But first, let's talk about the big news in Lotus. There's a lot of big news You know, it's not usually a brand we cover on the podcast, but it seems like every day there's a development. Let's go back uh, a couple days ago when Lotus confirmed that their existing lineup will die, and this is car and driver's words, and the new sports car is coming soon. Explain to everybody uh, what's going on uh, with Lotus with that announcement.
2: So you know we made it quite clear after the the shareholder changing that we're an expanding we're expanding our portfolio so we've been busy working away since the uh, three years now on a replacement sports car that as much as we all love the existing range icons have to slow down they they some of them can't meet current regu- regulations as you know in, in america you can't get all of our products so over this, we've been developing what people will see in the media is called our T131. So let's not forget a VIA that was in there at the Type 130. We've been busy doing that, but it's a, a new sports car. Um, our CEO has announced that it will be a, an ice engine car. So that's what we're busy working away on. And when you it's say, an when you say, car. let me stop you there, an ice engine car, just, uh, just petrol tell- engine car, a petrol engine car. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, petrol engine car. So um, we've embraced that, and it'll be a true Lotus. So uh, you know, I'm sure we'll discuss your feelings about the Evora and what we can improve (laughs) and what's great about it. Um, But 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 there's no time to improve it. You just announced that
0: it's over. And by the way, you know, and I mentioned this to the PR team on the West Coast, and I'm just going to tell you right now, I'm keeping the car. (laughs) <laughs> I'm yeah, not giving it back <laughs> if it's over <laughs> it, it stops with me and I think Magnus uh, Walker is keeping his and Jay Leno is also keeping his um, you know I was just ca- I was caught off guard uh, by it because it seemed like a car it's always, you know, been a car that's get gets close and then it's been getting better and better and better. And you guys have been knocking off the final problems with it. I still feel that you're not quite through with it, that it's just got another five
2: yards to go to be just perfection. Would you agree with that? So, we're always striving for perfection. And obviously, as we said, the the new sports car will embrace everything that you love about the Avora, the Exige, the Elise that everyone drives. Mm-hmm. But we've had this opportunity to, to start afresh again, put in the bits we want to do, put in some new technology, the infotainment. I'm, I'm sure you've been as frustrated as some of our existing customers with some of the, the infotainment, that you, the key you have to turn and then push the start button, um, some of the, the stowage, things like this. And that fixing all of those problems takes nothing away from the driving pleasure. So that's what we've been striving and striving for. And you know we've made it clear in the the statements that the new car will be more daily life usable, but with all of the enjoyment of the the ride handling and dynamics of what you expect today.
0: I see. So so what you're saying
2: is you're continuing
0: to perfect the Avora GT. It's just that it's in this next incarnation, this new Type 131 as you call it. Um, I would imagine 131 is a code name for something. What does it mean? Yeah, well-
2: all Lotus has had a type number. So Colin Chapman started with the Type 1. Mm-hmm. And the famous ones are the Type 25, the Jim Clark car, the Type 49, 72. And all of our road cars have always had type numbers as well. So the 26R was an a race car. The three, the Type um, 130, the Avaya. So we've always embraced it. It always shows the next one in our history. And it's a racing car thing where most Formula 1 cars always have an, the next number along. And that's why we call them type numbers. So
0: this new car,
2: um, what
0: do we know about
2: it? It says
0: it will likely have a hybrid drivetrain. I'm looking at, uh, I think it's a photograph or a rendering that you guys released. It looks a little bigger. Um, It kind of embraces the the world of the McLaren design and Ferrari. It's in that kind of zone as far as a car, but it looks uh, unique unto itself. What, what can you tell us about this new car, and when, when are we going to learn and see more about it?
2: Well, I can tell you really is, you know, that officially we've announced what we can. As I said, that it will have a petrol engine, um, it'll be more practical, it'll be a true Lotus sports car. We haven't um, released any images yet, but I can so
0: guarantee what is this, you.
2: What's this yellow car that I'm looking at? Um, it's probably the Avaya you're looking at. Okay. So the Type 130, which is the fully electric 2,000 horsepower type yes. okay. of car. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's design cues from that because that's an absolutely beautiful car, stunning, um, and embraces all the aerodynamics that we want in a car. So we'll build upon that. So there's no official images yet of the T131. Interesting. And, but this is our year. This is the year where we will make it um, we'll start to roll out information for it. We've been a very open business, actually telling the people that our icons are coming to the end of their reign. So if you've been holding out to buy one, get one. Um, and also that the future's bright, you know, that there's going to be new products regularly. And this is the start of it. Wow, that's really exciting. It's funny to see how all the,
0: uh, you know, car and driver here and all these other sites have this type 130 in the wrong place. It's captioned the one thirty one here, but you're saying that's
2: not the one thirty one. That's no. not it. That's funny. No, we keep those little bits of sneak. You know, when we unveil cars, you have to do it in the right way, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, and you, you all manufacturers camouflage cars and things like that. So, as as the development goes on, we'll try and keep people abreast of the information that we can release as we go. Okay. Now today, let's go.
0: You know, I'm doing my research. I always do research on the people I interview. I know good. so much about you, Gavin, so good, much, good. including the weird spelling of your first name, Gavan, instead Gav-an, of Gavan,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> I think my um, mother was dyslexic. <laughs> <laughs> um, Matt Wendell is named yep. Lotus Cars Managing Director. Now, I, I don't know Matt Wendell from a hole in the wall, but I find it very interesting that he worked for Tesla, did he not?
2: Yeah, Matt's been around Lotus from, you know, a long time ago. Um, mm mm-hmm. He joined as a body engineer, then um, embraced all the the CAD and things like this. And then Matt was always, you know, involved with the cutting-edge technology. So he moved over with working with Tesla, Volvo. Um, He had a spell away from Lotus, where actually he's involved with his own niche vehicle. And then came back about four years ago as heading up engineering. Um, True to Lotus, true passion about cars, driving, enjoying cars. Um, Phil stood down – as explained in the media and matt's taken the mantle uh, and he's it's, now it's, the managing
0: director today
2: yeah he's the he managing director you know it's a great opportunity for us it's an engineer at the very top of the business um so he understands uh, the challenges of what we're trying to deliver why people buy a lotus so it's you know it's a really good appointment so, But does that
0: uh, foreshadow uh, a, a larger uh, electric, all-electric lineup?
2: The biggest, biggest indication of our future is, A, the Type 130, fully electric mm-hmm. hypercar. Okay. But also, um, people, if you're researching, you'll see that there was an announcement with a joint venture between ourselves and Alpine. Yep, Alpine being the French group who um, are into Formula One, motor racing, the A110, another great dynamic sports car, um, looking at an uh, all-electric sports car for the future. So that that should be enough information to understand <laughs> what the the roadmap is for, for the automotive industry. Wow. There's
0: so much exciting stuff happening with you guys all of a sudden. I like all of it. I think you guys are making all the right move, but hell, what do I know? Um but, you know, let's talk of Vora uh, GT for a second because this car, you know, it's one of the few cars out there uh, that has a co- It has such a personality to it. What I really enjoyed, the infotainment system, which you, you know, you you called attention to. I think this new one is way better than where you were before in that I could get my Apple CarPlay. I think the sound, what is it? I don't even know what system it is. Is it an Alpine system? It's an Alpine system, right. yes. It sounds great. I mean, the music sounded great. The, yeah. the, the backup camera is ridiculous. It looks like a camera from outer space, like we're trying to look at Jupiter or something. Um, yeah. But here's what I really appreciated, appreciated about my month in the car. Um, one, that I'm driving a very mechanical analog experience. But most importantly, it's one of the few modern cars that's small these days. I couldn't, you know, and I was talking to my buddies about this. I couldn't remember a time where I got into a, a two-seater sports car where the the car was also just a small, teeny thing, like a three fifty six or like an, you know, the old sports cars, uh, you know, that they can't make anymore. Yep. Is there? I don't believe there's anything else out other than maybe a Miata or some of these other more benign little two-seaters that gives you the experience of that Evora GT. That's that's what I love about it. Um and then like you said there're little annoying things like the key. I mean some of that stuff becomes charming just because it's different and y- y- you know I don't I don't uh, mind that so much. Um the view out the back is impossible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it wouldn't be you know I've gotten used to that with many cars, Lamborghinis and everything else, but it wouldn't be so bad if the camera worked, <laughs> but really you know, what I've been doing lately is I just back up and, well, whatever happens, happens.
2: <laughs> yeah, sure.
0: <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, tell me about – I don't know. Tell me about some of those issues, like the key thing. How, how is it that ne- that never er- got fixed?
2: Some of it is literally just the amount of cars that we build that, right. you know – We've been around now just over 70 years. Um, Our highest volume cars have been the Elise, where we've still sold single-figure thousands per year. So, Evora are around its peak of 1,000 cars per year. When you're developing it, obviously, the budget, you have to work out roughly how many cars you're going to sell over that five, Mm ten-year period and how much investment you've got. So, that's where we call, we hate the terminology, but parts bin so when if we were to develop our own steering column system key locking system things like this that all has to be crash tested homologated some parts we we just assume we'll have to buy off the shelf the parts that can package within our area or our cockpit and then we spend our money on the chassis the dampers the increasing the horsepower the body work itself so but you know the last five years the car's Every technology has just moved on and moved on, isn't it? You walk up to a car now, you open it either with your fingerprint or your phone. You know, you can start it remotely. This is just hygiene now. You can buy a little Ford and it's doing all this. It's, it can drive itself. So some of this we've had to embrace more. Um, and you can defend it that it's charming, it's English. But at some point it becomes annoying or it becomes a barrier to sales as your competitors are offering that as just normal. <clears throat> Right,
0: right. Yeah. I mean, I I wouldn't want it to change that much. There's plenty in the market that makes, you know, what I do truly appreciate about the car is its analog mechanical experience. You know, you just don't get that in a car anymore, Um you know, I always, you know, I use these cars. I've been dailying it for about 30 days, rain or shine, whatever. It's funny. It gets pebbles in interesting places up on the fender intakes <laughs> and rocks and dirt. Yes. It's just, I've never had that happen. It, it, as a personality around town, I would, I would describe it as ferocious and friendly. Yep. Everybody's quite interested in it. It's the beautiful color of Epson green. Wow. But... You know, and I get uh what is that I get Ferrari a lot is that a Ferrari and uh people want to talk about the car and I think it's a lovely exotic and and frankly that kind of attention is is a bargain for a hundred thousand dollars or in that neighborhood the yeah. type of attention I'm getting, but it also I noticed on the road it's getting a little bit of uh Uh, people get a little aggressive with it. (laughs) They they size me up the wrong way. Like I'm, and you know, occasionally I am not the best driver on the road and I do cause issues (laughs) with fellow drivers, (laughs) but it it, it also has a little of that, uh, you know, you get sized up the wrong way. Sometimes the BMW crowd with a loud uh, uh, exhaust will get sized up a certain way. and, And when I have the noise on in that thing, and it's a beautiful noise, I'll occasionally get a finger shaken at me or some guy on my tail who wants to, you know, give me a hard time. So, you know, it it occupies such an interesting, you know, space in the automotive world, right? It is unique. It's different. It's small. It's analog. It's fast enough, right? So it's got Porsche 911 speed. Uh, Let's look at those right now, right? That's, uh, yeah, 3.8 seconds, 0 to 60, top speed, 188 Carbon fiber all over the place. Um, yep. You know, uh, Magnus Walker was telling me he thought the brakes were not were a little soft. I have not noticed that. I did take it up into the canyons and ripped it around. The thing knows how to turn, but but maybe Magnus is driving it a little harder than I am. Um, Fuel capacity, 14.5 gallons. It's very easy to put gas in this car. I like the way you put it straight down. It goes in. Straight down. Yeah, and and I find that I'm not using a lot of gas. No, it doesn't. It's
2: very efficient, really efficient.
0: Yeah, it's very efficient, too. So, you know, it's a long way of saying that I really like it. I really like the car a lot, and I'm sad to kind of see it go, and that's why I'm keeping it. Um, Let's talk (laughs) about you for a second, because... You know, uh, for as long as I live, people will say, that's the guy that wrote the Soup Nazi. <laughs> and for you, you have a similar claim to fame <laughs> that will outlive you, that will be on your gravestone. And that is that you
2: designed the Top Gear test track. I did, yeah. You did. Tell me how that came about. Uh, it came about Um, <laughs> Jeremy Clarkson and Andy wilman I'd been friendly with them through the first... Um, the very old top gear in effect and their visits to Lotus. They knew I was a racing driver, they'd they'd seen the Hethel track. And they they rang me up and said, um, if you could come down, we're gonna do a new top gear and it's gonna be at an airfield. And the Stig at the time has tried to set out a circuit, but it's just turned into a really, really fast figure of eight. And it's really boring. Can you come down here and you understand cars, so uh, me and a guy called Mark Fuller, who's also a driver at Lotus, we went. We took an lease down there, and we said, "Leave us alone for an hour." And we went out, and we we coned off areas, and um, we made the t- corners tighter. And when they came back, I said, "Right, well, let's let's explain what we've done. If you go down the straight, you'll come to what we call hammerhead shape, and that will in the car in understeer and kicking, and then." You will have the fast corner and Clarkson actually said, you know, Christ, how much how fast you'd be going through there in a a sports car or supercar? I said, you know, probably north of one fifty miles per hour. And he actually said, Christ, if you go off there you'll follow through. (laughs) And hence follow through and the tire wall and and at that point they explained that they were gonna have fast cars around there, we're gonna have a leaderboard, but also they were gonna have celebrities in a city car and they wanted the lap to be about one minute thirty. And that was that. And one Sunday morning, the next thing you know, I've helped design the Top Gear track. Wow. Look at that. Now, I hope they paid you for that. No, it was all, I think I got a good sandwich out of it. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't like that. Are you still friendly with Jeremy Clarkson?
2: Yeah, I would hope so. Yeah, obviously, um, I've spent a lot of time with with the, the team and all the media, really, and driving a Lotus, having fun in a Lotus is a, you know, it's a great leveler, isn't it? You can chat to anybody. <clears throat> yeah, and yeah. I even helped him. Um, he had an AMG 63 black or 55 black series that he used to complain that the ride was too hard. So he brought it up to Norfolk and I fiddled with his dampers and sent him on his way again. So, so there yeah, you so, go. Yeah. The, t-
0: the Top Gear test track designed by our friend Gavin and first driven by a Lotus. Yes. How about that? Well, look, thank you for uh, taking some time out on your Friday to hang with us. What are you doing tonight? What happens in England tonight? What are you up to?
2: Uh, We're in lockdown at the moment, so. (laughs) No, I know that. What are you (laughs) going to do? (laughs) And so am I. Look Uh, at me. It's generally walk the dog at the moment. The dogs, whenever he sees someone go to the door, he virtually hides because one of us is taking him for a walk. Um, But I've got a a nice garage. I've got an Esprit GT3 and an Avora in there, and my son's got his go-kart. So it generally involves tinkering with some spanners and staying away. Boy,
0: that's exactly what's happening in this house. I've got I've got your car, the Avora GT and a mini bike, a Taco mini bike and a couple of Rocks. electric bikes and a couple of boys and that's uh that's our weekend. Gavin, thank you for taking the time to chat with us. I'm super excited about what everything that Lotus has got going on. Um I can't wait to see it. Make sure uh you come back to the show at some point when you've got more to t- 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 tell us about. Sound yeah. good?
2: Yeah, we you know, it's watch this space as you said. There's always great stories coming up and they're not just stories. They're real life, you know. We're living it. We're going into work seeing these new cars driving them and the business is just growing and growing. So yeah, it's fantastic. All right, man. Congratulations. Okay. Thank you. So there you have it, Zuckerman. It was
1: fantastic again. Another fantastic <laughs> interview. Did you like that interview?
0: We only had two uh, overseas um, Zoom gerbils, or burbles, and, uh, and the rest of the interview sounded pretty good. But we learned, Zuckerman, that they're going to evolve the Avora GT and the problems with the other cars by creating a new model. Throw <laughs> that, everything away. Instead of finishing it. No, because some of the problems, it made sense to me after thinking about it. How do you create more space in an Avora GT? You, you can't. you got to make it bigger, and that... You know, therein lies some of the problem. You and I and Jerry talk about we want small sports cars, but you can't have it all. It's like you say all the time. You get 70% of what you want. You've got to be an adult and accept that. That's the Avora GT, but you want more space. You want to put a suitcase in there. You're going to need a bigger chassis.
1: You're going to need a bigger car. And who are they developing this chassis with? Is it completely in-house or is it with another company? I don't remember what he said in the interview. Oh, come but on, I don't, I don't think uh, I even asked that question. Anyway.
0: That's all the show we have for you, my friend. My friends at home and everyone else, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, What else? I'm going to have a McLaren 720S Spider next week, Zuckerman, which uh, I was reminded I've already had. So (laughs) double review of a car. That I've already driven, or I won't touch it. I, uh, we've got a Aprilia motorcycles coming in, which is pretty cool. I think I'm going to get back into my Defender, which I have not been driving for a month. Mm. Um, still don't have that uh, Explorer pack. Still don't have that Explorer pack, mm. which is a bummer. Um, but uh, Range Rover says they're working on a Land Rover. So there you have it. That's all the Spikes Radio we have for you guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Spikes Car Radio, brought to you by Hanger 56. Listen to new episodes every Wednesday, and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Has the winter season taken a toll on your tile upholstery carpet? Call Cyclone Cleaners, 570-726-6200. For all your carpet upholstery and ceramic tile cleaning needs, it's Cyclone Cleaners, also offering odor treatment and soil and stain guard. Choose the only cleaning company that supplies the water to clean your home and disposes of it when they are finished. Call Cyclone Cleaners to schedule your
1: cleaning today. 570-726-6200